Hi there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Well, welcome, Aubrey. Thank you so much for Zooming in with me and being a part of the Career Chat podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the Meet the Staff series. Uh, So yeah, why don't you take a little bit of time to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about how you got to DeSales and kind of your journey here? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. It's really a pleasure being on the show here today. Um, I think just to kind of bring it home for a second. I I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And so I have lived in the the Berks County area since, uh, since graduate school in 2012. And I've been working in the Lehigh Valley now at the sales university for a little over a year. So I'm a a local Pennsylvania girl. Um, but I'm very, very thankful to be given the opportunities and the experiences that I've had over, well, I guess the the past 26 years of my life and now um, mm-hmm. the I would say the past eight years as a professional because I would consider undergraduate years in preparation of becoming a young professional. In a lot of ways, it's mm-hmm. like paraprofessional work, I would say. So um, that's a little bit about where I'm coming from. Um, but my my higher education, my career development journey really began um, in an undergrad where I thought to myself, like, I'm getting my degree from Kutztown University and it's in communications and I had a minor in professional writing and I loved, I loved the communication studies. I loved the work I got to do. Um, and while I was interning, while I was interning at Kutztown University in their student activities office, which kind of handles the um, the events on campus. So if there's a, mm-hmm. a, a Broadway trip, if there is a, a beach trip, if there is a band coming to campus, if there's any of those kinds of events happening, um, I was interning with them. I was really thinking, you know, I think I could see myself doing event planning. I really want to see if this is something I want to do. And a very easy transition was thinking, oh, I want to get an internship on campus. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if this works. And I discovered that event planning actually wasn't the thing I only wanted to do mm-hmm. um, because my eyes were open to some graduate assistants in the office. And I remember talking with them and saying, well, you're going to graduate school for what? <laughs> what exactly are you in school for? Um, and they told me about student affairs and higher education. And I'm like, what is that? And they they said something to the effect of it's working with college students behind the scenes as a staff member. And I thought to myself, you can get a degree with that. <laughs> so I started, I know, I know it is really funny now that I think about it, but that was my journey. And I, um, I would never <laughs> encourage this to my students now. Um, but I had a very clear plan 
I wanted to apply to Kutztown's program. I didn't apply to any other graduate program. I wanted to stay in the area. I was committed to my community in the area. And I thought to myself, you know what? If I'm going to go to graduate school, this is where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I would not give that advice now to a student, but, um, <laughs> but, but that's what, that was my, that's my journey. That's my career journey. And then I, I went to graduate school for two years at Kutztown. The doors opened. I had graduate assistantships, um, in those opportunities and positions. I had some, some really amazing and positive experiences as a graduate level worker. And I also had some really negative experiences as a graduate level worker. And it gave me a really great understanding of what I value in the workplace and what I don't value in the workplace. Um, And ultimately, it led me to career development. So my final year in my graduate program, um, we needed to have professional internships under our belt. And I interned at Reading Area Community College in their career development center. And I fell in love. I loved, I knew I wanted to have more FaceTime with students. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, career development felt like a very practical and tangible way to prepare students for Mm post-graduation and whatever that success looks like for them. So if it's the graduation and going, getting their first full-time job, if that's going into graduate school, if it was going and doing a a gap year. And because I was in community college, many were transferring to another four-year institution. Like whatever that success looks like, I felt it to truly be a privilege to walk alongside students wherever they were at in life. And that led me to my um, my first full-time position in higher ed. I worked at a technical school, Berks Technical Institute, for 18 months. And then, um, and it's, it's a different, um, different animal in higher education for profit. Education is very different than a typical state school or Mm -hmm. community college, or even a, uh, a, a nonprofit private school. So it's, it's very different. And I realized that it got me the skills I needed and the experience I needed on paper to get me into a four-year college. Yeah. And that's, that was really the vision I had behind it was I'm going to invest my time here working with students I loved. Um, and what was great working with that school at that school was I got a lot of experience working with adult learners. I got a lot of experience working with veterans and I fell in love with that population. And when I heard about this position at sales, I was like, I love working with adult students. Sign me up. (laughs) I love veterans. Sign me up. Um, so that was, uh, this time, uh, in August last year, I started working here and it's just truly been a, a pleasure working at DeSales University with the students I get to work with. And, you know, whether it is adult students who are 25 years plus, um, whether it's veterans or whether it would be more the traditional day students. And I say that in quotes because um, I don't necessarily think there's a traditional student. I think um, every student has their own story. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being the case, like the typical 18 to 22 year old, it, it really is a, a pleasure and a privilege to walk alongside students. And that's the way I really envision the work that I do with them. It's, it's walking alongside of life at whatever pace they're at, however much or however little they need it um, to help them get to where they want to be. So that's just a little bit about myself and in my personal career journey, getting to where I'm at today at DeSales University. That's so awesome. I, um, when I was speaking with Kristen, when I did my uh, interview with her, she said something very similar about kind of the privilege that you guys have and being sort of a part of the growth of, of students. And, you know, also thinking, you know, I, I had never thought or heard of um, people working in higher education and kind of working in career development center. So when I started working in career development center, I was like, 
this is such a great opportunity, even for students to just support other students succeeding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and going through their, their lives. It's, it's really a transformative time, I feel like, for everyone, regardless of your age or where you are. It's still a, a crazy, oh, crazy experience to be in, in college. And for you to want to dedicate your time specifically to the adult learners and the veteran populations is so, so amazing. And I feel like you really need the, need the passion behind it. And hearing you speak about it is just, I hear it. I hear it. (laughs) Yeah. I would definitely say that that is, um, that is the population that has my heart. Um, and I think the challenge is that the students in that contextual circle have, um, oftentimes are very different from an 18 Mm -hmm. to 22 year old student. Um, and having lived some of those experiences myself, not all, I'll never be able to be able to, um, relate to all experiences. It just isn't going to be the reality for anybody. Um, I'm still able to, to connect with students in ways that many of them would actually be surprised I'd be able to connect with them. So Mm -hmm. um, that's also really fun too, when you, you get to build that relationship and they get to know you a little bit and you're able to get Mm -hmm. to know them. So yeah, it's a very, it's, it's, it's very, very cool. So I know you mentioned that you work specifically with the adult learners and the veteran population. So could you tell me a little bit about the kind of support that you offer these uh, groups of students? Great question. That's a great question, Kylie. So a lot of the supports that already take place in the career development center. So if the listeners have already listened to, to Kristen, um, and her in the podcast with her, or if you're going to be interviewing Kathy or, or Mm -hmm. Melanie, a lot of the resources that they're going to be talking about, and I'll mention, I'll mention now all of our veteran students and all of our adult students have access to these. Mm -hmm. All of them do. So whether it is specifically that, that resume and cover letter support, and particularly, I'll talk to, to veterans just for a second here. <clears throat> so a lot of times, veterans have these very long titles from the positions that they had when they were in the military. And an employer in the civilian world is not going to know <laughs> what exactly that title means. Yeah. Um, they're going to need someone to break down the actual work that you, you did in a way that is, is easier and, re- and more relatable to understand. Um, and I would say the same thing to a student who has something written down on their resume that has nothing to do with the military. And it's just unclear as to what they're saying, Mm -hmm. um, because to make yourself marketable in a lot of ways, you make your resume as, as simple to read as possible to get the message across, to make it more marketable. Um, and one of the ways to help avoid that is to be very clear and break things down and assume that you need to very clearly communicate and articulate what you did in the military with no military terms. So no, mm-hmm. no large abbreviations, spell it out first and then use the abbreviation. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of, that special one-on-one coaching that takes place in a resume, resume cover letter review, in a, um, in a personal statement review, a lot of, a lot of our veterans they take use of their military benefits, their veteran benefits. They, they come and they get their bachelor's degree and then they go and they get their master's degree. I helped a veteran last year in particular, a young man, and he is now in an MBA program in Georgia and he came in for, Oh yeah, he is. He's great. He's a great, he's a great young man. And, um, he came in for a lot of assistance and support with graduate school prep. How Mm -hmm. do I, how do I think about applying to a school? 
what what does it look like to figure out which schools to apply to that I could see myself going to? I have an idea of how I want to write my personal statement, but I want someone to review it. And he and I met several times over the span of September to October last year to get the best impression of him on paper for that application to make him Mm -hmm. stand out from anybody else. Um, So that personalized support with that um, interviewing prep, how do you present yourself in a virtual interview today um, to an employer and communicate those skills that are transferable in nature, right? So if you were if you got to a rank of, of sergeant, in a lot of ways, you end up having oversight over the, the men and women in your, in your unit, right? Um, and if that's the case, then you're able to communicate those leadership skills. You're able to communicate uh, your, your time management capabilities. You're able to... So a lot of this is just talking about those transferable skills. And I think sometimes, whether they're an adult student or a veteran, they may not know how to do that. And a lot of times, I see myself as helping bridge that gap of okay, as a scenario, Kylie, this is what I would do. I would say, tell me what you did. I want to hear what you did. Just explain to me in your own words. And then what ends up happening is I'm like, okay, let me write this down. Can I paraphrase back to you what you said so I'm understanding what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Do you realize that what you're mentioning here also attributes to these skills and the way you can communicate that to someone? And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, yeah. It's the way you market yourself. It's the way you speak to people. So um, it's a lot of that personal one-on-one coaching um, that comes when they schedule that appointment. So if there's nothing else someone takes away from our time today is please utilize the resources in the professional staff here. And if you are specifically an adult student or a veteran, please come in and and Zoom in with me um, because I would love nothing more than to be able to do that with them. Um, so those are the, those are the main particular points I would say is that personalization, um, in, in the collaborative work that we get to do together. So does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like, I think it's important that it is the personalization because when you think about, and for any student, actually the way you market yourself is so important, but the, the techniques are the same, but they change mm-hmm. for every person. So when you yep. think of an adult learner who maybe worked in business for a really long time and okay. now wants to switch into a, a healthcare administrative role, yep. uh, the, the, the skills are the same. Like you're, you're going to give them um, similar advice, but it's specific mm-hmm. to the person. So yes. what should go at the top of the resume? Well, the thing mm-hmm. that's most relevant for the position you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you have a million things on your resume, what yep. should you cut out? So things like that mm-hmm. and the way that you personalize uh, the career coaching is really important. And I think is really helpful to adult learners and veterans because sometimes it just happens that they have millions and millions experiences that are all mm-hmm. so incredibly amazing. And they, it, they come to a point where they're like, I just, I just don't know what to do with all of it. And I'm like, you're amazing. Uh, that's first yep. off. <laughs> Secondly, yep. you know, the career coaching is the, the best place to go for that because it can really help you hone in on what's important for what your goal is. Yes. Yes, Kylie. And I, I couldn't agree more. And you, you gave a really, a really prime example that a lot of adult learners find themselves in. You know, I worked at a position for 20 years and then I, I got laid off and I decided to finally go back and get my bachelor's degree. I finally decided to, you know what? I have my bachelor's. I'm going to get my master's degree. And now how do I, how do I market myself now to employers? And a lot of the work, and I didn't mention this, um, Kylie, but 
a lot of the work I also do is with LinkedIn and networking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, well, how do I, how do I present myself in a world that has gone very virtual? Um, and so I just had a conversation the other day with a veteran, um, a student veteran, and he talked about how he's been joining, um, on LinkedIn, um, the veteran mentor network. And there's a couple of different groups like that on LinkedIn where veterans are mentoring veterans. And it's Mm -hmm. a really awesome opportunity for them to make connections online to support each other and, and make further connections. So, Oh, I know someone in, in this, in this industry, let me connect you with them. And we have this, we have this foundational base and it's, it's just, it's, it's really, it's really very cool and poignant to whatever population. Um, and so that, that's just a little bit about to also some of the resources we help our students with too. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, I know that one of the things that you spend a lot of time on at the Creative Development mm-hmm. Center is teaching all of us and trying to uh, get out to the students is this idea about resiliency. Mm-hmm. Um, so resiliency is really important and it's really not something I thought of until I met you and you started talking to me about it. <laughs> um, so would you kind of want to explain a little bit about how resiliency ties kind of into your career development and, and mm-hmm. how that ties into your personal development? Yeah, no, that, um, that, is, that is excellent. So I think the first thing you, you really want to do, or at least what I would really want to do, um, it may sound elementary, um, but let's actually define what resilience is. Um, mm-hmm. So resilience in and of itself, and let me also preface this with, I am not an expert. I am not, I cannot say that I am a psychologist um, by any means. This has been me doing my research online, looking what experts are saying, um, and, and reviewing that with others in fields. So that's just, that's let me preface that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but based upon my understanding, the resiliency is the ability to bounce back in the face of adversity, trial, struggle, tribulation, whatever that looks like for you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, resiliency also doesn't have to be something that is as um, philosophical as what I'm talking about. Resiliency mm-hmm. can be something as simple as um, you go into the pantry to go get out a box of, uh, of uh, Cheez-Its and you stub your toe in the process and you're like, oh my gosh, like, ow, this is painful. And what am I going to do? Is this going to ruin your day because you stubbed your toe getting a box of Cheez-Its? Or are you going to, okay, this hurts. I'm going to process through this pain and I'm going to keep walking on this toe because it's okay. And I'm going to keep- And you have Cheez-Its. And I have Cheez-Its. It it doesn't have to be as philosophical as Mm -hmm. as what people can take it as. It can be something very simple. Um, So when I'm talking about resiliency, particularly with adult learners and with veterans, um, as I mentioned earlier in our talk here, Um, they have a lot more contextual or in a lot of ways concentric circles that impact them as opposed to a typical 18 to 22-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. So someone who is an adult learner, they may already be married with children. They may be a single parent. They may be taking care of family members who are sick at home. They may be working a full-time job. They may be working two full-time jobs. They may be working a couple side gigs on the side just to have some extra money to put more towards savings or to pay off student loans from classes they took 
10 years ago and they didn't even finish their degree. So they have things going on. And the, the more you walk through life, um, you know that things are going to come up in life. And the question is, how are you going to respond when those situations get really difficult? Um, and it's never to minimize. It's mm-hmm. never to minimize the struggles people go through, but it's to have a mindset of these things are not happening to me. They're happening for me. And what can I learn from them? And how can I move forward and choose a mindset of, okay, you know what? This happens. This is really difficult. Tomorrow is going to be a new day and it's going to be a better day. And I'm going to choose to be positive. I'm going to choose to view this in a light that actually is in growth as opposed to a victimhood or as opposed to a woe is me or um, something to that effect. So with adult learners or even our veterans, you know, veterans, they have experiences that Kylie, you and I will never be able to attest to Mm -hmm. because we have not, at least to my knowledge, you haven't served in the military. Neither have I served in the military. Um, But with that being the case, um, they have experienced things that people who haven't served will never understand. Um, But it's that grit. It's that Mm -hmm. resiliency that gets them up in the morning that says, I'm going to take on today, hear me roar, Mm -hmm. um, and don't stop me now. Um, and I would say that's how I would paint the picture of resiliency to, to adult learners, to veterans. Um, and it's to help them, give them strategies as to when life circumstances come up, do you have things in place to support yourself, to support the people who love you? Um, so do you have a list of things you know that give you joy? that bring you joy? Is it going on a walk with your dog? Is it taking time, even if it's just five minutes listening to your favorite band, or do you have a song that pumps you up? Mm-hmm. I think everybody has a song that pumps them up that they oh, know yeah. about. <laughs> um, so just taking a minute for yourself just to refocus when things are getting really difficult, or, you know, do you have those social supports in place that, you know, there's a person on your phone that you could text or you could call and you know they will get back to you as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, are you connected in the community? Are you connected at your school? Do you, and it doesn't have to be a leadership position. It's, are you involved on campus? Are you, are you involved? Do, you, do your professors know you? Um, and are you actively seeking that out and making that connection with them? Um, are you reaching out to staff? I would love to meet with you. There's nothing more than the the pro staff women in this office would love nothing more than to get to know you more and to support you and connect you with the right resources. Because when you make those connections, then you're able to connect them to other people who can even serve you more effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, So resiliency is in a lot of ways. um, Imagine that you have a fanny pack on and you know, you have the tools in that fanny pack to get you through wherever you need to get to go. I love that. <laughs> I, I know fanny packs are back and it's great. <laughs> I wear one whenever I go on my walks now. Oh, I do because I'll it. carry, I'll, I'll put my phone in it. I will. Yeah. 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 I love, I my love fanny it. Pack. I think too, like, I think students and adult learners and veterans and kind of everyone within the DeSales community, when they think of resiliency, they don't understand that they don't give themselves enough credit 
Mm-hmm. For doing it literally every day, especially yeah. now when the world is literally insane mm-hmm. and there's so many things going on and yeah. everyone's so hard on themselves saying, you know, I'm having a hard time with my classes. Well, that's completely understandable. You're yeah. still going to them. You you got it. Mm-hmm. You no, know, considering the circumstances of the world, the fact that you are you know, getting up in the morning, going to classes, mm-hmm. taking care of your basic physical and mental health, you got it. That's resiliency. Yep. That's great. Yep. Especially in the world we're in now. Yes, absolutely. Kylie. And you're, you're really bringing a point of like contextually, what are, what's the world we find ourselves in right now? Um, and I will tell you right now, the habits and the steps you make now, particularly speaking to students, it's going to pay out dividends once you graduate and you're working in the real world. So even if I was just talking to traditional day students right now, you know, we, even the staff don't have all the answers when it comes to what's the spring going to look like. Um, what, what's X, Y, and Z going is what's going to happen next. I don't have an answer for you. And in the real world, your employer is not always going to have all the answers from their corporate office, from mm-hmm. headquarters, from um, even their direct report. And you have to be okay with that. And you kind of have to be okay with the unknown mm-hmm. and do what you can do to know that I have been faithful to do the work that I've done. And I have to be content with that. There's, mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's a, it's a contentment with the unknown and a flexibility and an adaptability. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that work you're getting right now, that practice with the classroom and some of your professors don't have an answer for you. You're going to have to be okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't ask again, mm-hmm. but it means that, okay, so what can I do in the meantime? If I don't have an answer, do your research, mm-hmm. ask questions, talk to your peers because you're all in the same boat and be encouraged by that. They're not alone. You're not alone in all this that's going on. Nope. Um, I think that's one of the biggest, uh, I think it's probably one of the biggest fallouts um, in the face of resiliency is almost feeling like you're alone in the middle of difficult situations. But you are as only you are only as alone as you make yourself to be. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, is a lot of people won't admit out loud that they're like having a hard time with something, yeah. and then you find out literally everyone is struggling. Like mm-hmm. uh, in my biochemistry class, we were all having a hard time with like one of the labs. I thought I was the only person. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, it's just me. And then I come to find out literally everyone else was having a hard time. And it makes it so much easier because you can just reach out to each other and be like, we need help here. We all need help. (laughs) You're allowed to have a human moment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's absolutely allowed and it's absolutely appropriate. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think too, when you think about adaptability and you think about that, I think that students are oftentimes a little bit uneasy about mm. kind of adapt adapting to new things. But the thing is, is your world doesn't change. Your routine can stay exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make sure you have those skills in place um, yeah. that you do every day that make your day basically the same yeah. and just have everything else kind of sort of change around you as the, the weird world that we live in is changing. Yep. And that's one of the things that I've been learning too, especially during this time of COVID is really having a routine has been so helpful in making me more adaptable, which seems counterproductive. Like routine means you're not adapting, but routine just means that I'm doing the same things every day. But with the world around us, it, it may change a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that helps students a lot. I would agree. I think uh, routine kind of instills a sense of sanity in the midst of insanity. Mm-hmm. So I would, I was, I would absolutely, I would absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. So kind of to wrap up the episode, I wanted to ask you, especially because I know you are so passionate about the adult learner and the the veteran population. What is one thing that you wish you could tell any adult learner or veteran that is listening to this episode right now? Well, I hinted at it earlier in our talk and this office is for all students. It is not just for 18 to 22 year old students. They, this is for all students. Um, and we're for alumni too. It's not just, it's not even just our students. We're here for alumni as well. I can't tell you how many times we've had alumni um, reach out to us for support in their job search, looking at their online um, documents, looking at their LinkedIn. We're here to support you as much or as little as you need. And it is never, it is never too late to ask for support. So whether it's your first year, whether it's your senior year, whether you've been an alumni and you graduated five years ago or, or later, um, we're here to help. Um, and, and we truly have a heart to see you, um, to see students explore, experience, and achieve whatever that looks like to you. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like to you. So if, if nothing else for our adult learners and our student veterans, I want them to know that all of these things are for, for them. And truly, it is their choice whether or not they choose to utilize our resources. Um, and I would encourage them to, to choose the support because we're here for you, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, all of these resources are for them. It's their choice to choose that. And um, I think that's the, the last bit that I would be encouraging our, our students to be, to be looking at and to really be choosing choose positivity, have a, have a growth mindset as you look at life and consider and, and really think about the things that happen, that they're really there for you. Mm-hmm. Just like we are in this office. We're here for you. Um, so that's what, that's what I would say to that, Kylie. I love that. How can anyone get in touch with you then? So say they hear this episode and they're like, oh my gosh, Aubrey seems so cool. Wow. I need to sit down and talk with her. <laughs> how, how, how do I do that? You know what? Um, I, I don't know if I'm cool, but I, I, definitely <laughs> think, I definitely think that I would love to, I'd love to get to know them and love to get to know the students on here. So with that being the case, they can be reaching out to me online. Uh, my email address is, is Aubrey period Robitzer at the sales.edu. And I'll spell that out for them right now, just for their, their listening pleasure. It's a U B as in boy, R E E period Robitzer R O B as in boy, I T Z as in Zelda E R at the sales.edu. And if they want to schedule an appointment with me, they can email me or they can use our Calendly link system and connect with us through our scheduling system. Or if they really, they really feel the need, they can, um, they can call our office. They can call 610-282-1100, extension 1948. A great year, I may add. Um, so that <laughs> is a little bit of how they can be reaching out to me. And um, 
I don't know if you have information to share with them about our Calendly system. I, I don't have the link in front of me, so I can't spell it out for them. Um, but that's another way they can be reaching out and scheduling an appointment to see me. Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> so you could also use the Calendly system if you log on to the internal pages and you mm. go to the career development Yes. Um, you can find the Calendly link there for all of our professional staff and also to just set up an appointment uh, with yes. one of our student staff as well. So that's another option for you to I, get a, get in touch with everyone. Yes, ma'am. And the last, the last uh, thought I had is the Career Development Center is located in Dueling Hall on DeSales campus and outside our office, which is, I think, 121. You will find that there are pictures of Kristen's face, Melanie's face, my face, and Kathy's face. And underneath our faces, you will find our names and you will find some QR codes. And if you scan your with your smartphone, this QR code, you can schedule an appointment with us. Amazing. So, any questions? Those are the answers. <laughs> well, Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's, it's very evident that you really have a passion for um, helping out those adult learners and veterans and also just a passion for walking with students on their journey through their career development. And I cannot be happier that I got the chance to speak with you about that further. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. It has been a, it's been a pleasure to uh, be part of the Meet the Staff series. And I am, um, I've been very much looking forward to this opportunity. And I'm looking forward to, to hear the other pro staff ladies in their, their podcast coming up, their episodes. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'd love to thank Aubrey so much for speaking about her journey to DeSales and also her love for career coaching and also her love specifically for adult learners and veterans. You know, I think one of the things the Career Development Center really wants everyone to know is that this office is for everyone. All of these resources are available and all of the staff is so excited and so willing to help you guys walk on your journey towards a successful career in the future. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you all have a great week.